This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Um, during the Aserah Shemetshuva, many shuls have a practice during the Chazar Sashats that the entire tzibur reads along the additions that are put into the Shema Nesrei. Sachreinu, Micha and the two at the end. That's what we do here. That's what many shuls do. That wasn't always the practice. It seems like many shuls in Europe did not follow that practice. And the practice was the opposite. They only used to comment, they only used to say together the last two editions, not the first two editions. If you look at the Mata Ephraim, that's the way he brings down the practice. He brings down the practice to only comment on the last two, the one at the end of the Shema Nesri, not on the first two. Then there's the sheet of the Vilna Goyen. The Vilna Goyen said, all this is wrong. None of us should be talking during Chazar Sashatz. Chazar Sashatz is the Shatz. He's doing the talking. So we should be quiet. So he was against all of it. But what's the reason for this split? Why would you only comment on the last two? Why would we only say together the last two and, then the, and not the first two? So they bring down an interesting pshat. I saw Hershel Shechter quotes this pshat from Reb Pinchas Taitz, from Elizabeth. He says an interesting pshat. He says, because the, the Micha Moicha is not a bakosh. We're not asking anything. We're just praising Hashem. The other three, the other four, th- three out of the four, we're asking Hashem for something. So when we ask, we ask together the tzibur. Micha moicha, we're not asking, we're praising Hashem. So we don't need to say it out loud. So what about Zachreinu? So he said, because since in Zachreinu we say Hashem's name, there's Shem Hashem involved. And it could be it's a shayla of Hashem Hashem for no reason. That's why we don't say Zachreinu. And we don't... What is Hashem's name? Right? So therefore said, Rabbi Taitz, that's why we don't say Zechreinu. Micha Meicha was never a kash in the first place because Micha Meicha is not a bakosha, it's not asking, it's merely shavach. And the last two are the only ones that have a bakosha. And that's his mahalach to why the minig was like that. But again, today, most of the shoes, someone, someone, someone told me that in, um, in Washington Heights, they still keep it this way. They only do the last two, I don't know. But today, most of the shuls you'll dive in at, you'll see that the, the, the entire tzibur says the first two and the last two as well. Okay. That's true, I don't remember. Okay, it's been too long already. Somebody. Hashanah is old news already, I forgot already. Okay, so another big addition in the Shemones, in the davening, which is a big point of discussion, is the, the, the Shir HaMalos that we put in right after Yishtabach, before the Kaddish. So this is brought down B'Shem the Ariza. The Magen Avram writes in Simen Nun Dalet, it's not in the regular Tovko Pebe's area of Hilchas, you know, Aser uh, but it's in Hilchas Tzukat Zimra. In Simen Nun Dalet, the Magen Avram quotes a Minuk, he quotes it from the Arizal, that during our service we say Shir Amalois before, after Yishtabach, and the Magnav Ram says, Vitzarachian. Something bothers him about this practice, but he doesn't elaborate what bothers him. So most people assume what bothered him was, because if you look in Shulchan Aruch, Simen Nundalid, there the Mechaber writes that it's, you're, not, you're not allowed to talk from between Yishtabach and Berches Kriyashma. Even though technically Pesukim is over, and you haven't yet started Berachas Kriyashma, Shulchan Aruch says you're not allowed to talk. And if you talk, that's the reason that you get disqualified from going to the army. They quote that B'shem Yushalmi. Apparently, there is no such Yushalmi that says that. But they quote that B'shem Yushalmi that one of the things that you have to go back for war, you're not fit to be a soldier, is if what you talk hasach between Yishtabach and Berachas Kriyashma. So Frak the Magen Avram. So how are you allowed to insert Shir Amalus? That's probably what the Magen Avram meant when he said Sarachin. Comes along the dog of Erevava, the Noidi Behud, he says, well, What's the Kasha? There's a Rambam. 
The Rambam Shita was that you say Oz Yashu after Yishtabach. The Rambam had a different order than we have. So it says in Dalgum Revolver, what I see from the Rambam, that yes, Hasoch, Ben Yishtabach, Lebrichos, Yoytzer, means if you schmooze, idle chatter, you talk about news, politics, current events, weather, that's Oser. But I'm not schmooze, I'm saying Shira Malos, I'm praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Haraya, the Rambam does it. The Rambam puts Shira Sayam, Oz Yashir, is said after Yishtabach. So therefore says the dogma of defends the Noidi Behuda, this practice of the Arizan, he thinks everything is okay. Now, the later Achreinim, they point out that there's a very big difference between Sher Hamalois and Oz Yashir. And this might have been what was bothering the Morgan Avram. What's the difference? Shir Sayam is praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The whole Pesukah de Zimra is praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's one big praising of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sher Hamalois, that we say, is because we're asking Hashem to save us. That's Baito, back into the world of Bakosha. So you have no raya that I'm allowed to make personal bakoshes after Yishtabach. From the fact that the Rambam says I'm allowed to say Yishtabach, I'm allowed to say um, Oz Yoshu, that's because Oz Yoshu is Shabbat HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, many Achorinim point out that might have been what was bothering the Magen Avram, and therefore it's still Shver. And that's why the Vilna Goin and many Menag Ashkenaz do not say that Sher HaMalos. On the flip side, the Panovich Rav was very bothered. He thought this is a very important capital to Helen to say. So the, the Panovich Rav had a practice which I heard they do an MTJ also, I didn't uh, verify, that they say Shir Amalis after Chazar Sashatz. They don't want to skip the Shir Amalis completely. They don't want to insert it during the Pesukah of the Zimmer. So instead, they'll say it after Chazar Sashatz. That was the practice in some yeshivas. Abish Salvechik thought to do something differently. He thought, say the Shir Amalis before Yishtabach. If you're before Yishtabach, so that you're still in Pesukah of the Zimra. So you're not violating Hasach ben Yishtabach lebirchas yoytzuar. The only problem with that mahalach is, is that you're mixing praising and bakasha. It might even be worse this way. Right? This way is a stuck of worse because now you just mix two worlds. You mix shevach and bakasha in the same world. So you see, it's interesting that the G'dayli Achreinim very much wanted to say this shir amalus, but they didn't know exactly how to make it work. There's another machloik, it's contemporary Achreinim. Let's say, for example, you daven Ashkenaz, and you don't believe in this shir amalus, you hold like the Magan Avram Tzarachit. But you dive in here where we say Sharmalus. Should you say it along with the Tzibur or not? So Rebetzalel Stern, he was the brother of the Debretziner Rav, Ramosha Stern, that was his brother. He, after the war, instead of coming to New York, like his brother did, he went to Australia. He said, spent the bulk of his life in Australia. Until the end of his life, he moved to Eretz Israel. He wrote a sefer, he wrote a couple of sefer, but his most famous is Shaz and Shuvah's Betzel So his sefer, he writes a Chiddush. He says, if your minute is not to say it, you shouldn't say it with the tzibur. You have to fake it a little bit, you have to make it look like you're doing it, but you shouldn't say it with the tzibur. If Moshe Sternbach, in his Chuvah Zvanagas, he disagrees. He says, no, it's a chash of a tefillah, it's an important tefillah. Maybe if it's your own minig and you're diving in your own shul, you won't. But if you're with the tzibur, you should say it together with the tzibur. And then he says a very big chiddush from Moshe Sternbach, which no one else seems to say. He writes, but let's say you're diving in Let's say your minig is to say Sheremals. And for some reason, you're diving in Be'echidus. He says you shouldn't say the Sheremals. Since the Sheremals does have pushback, it's somewhat questioned. But because we're doing it with Sibur, everything gets... Uh, over, oh, it overrides all the problems. But he says, if you don't be a chiddish, then you shouldn't say it. Very big chiddish. I didn't see anyone who points it out, and I don't believe that is the accepted practice. If you believe in saying it, then you should say it, even be a chiddish. We pointed out, uh, I think on some G'dayi night, we talked about that we have an addition to the Shema Nesri, HaMelech HaKadosh. We say, HaMelech HaKadosh, 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 HaKadosh. So Shulchan Aruch writes, this was the Red in the Gale last Friday night, that when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, and on Shabbos Shuvah, you say, HaMelech HaKadosh in Me'ein Zai, Me'ein Sheva, in the Mugen Ovis. Mr. brings down, but let's say you forgot. So Mr. Brewer says, depends where you're up to. If you're still in the Bracha, go back to the beginning. 
If you already finished the bracha, you, you made the chasimah sabracha, you don't have to go back. So for tomorrow night, we should remember to say Amal HaKadosh, but if we, if we already finished the bracha, we don't have to go back. There's a big machloik between the, between the Ramah and the Vilna Goin in two places. The Ramah writes in two places, one in Hilchas, uh, it's really three places, but two places by us. He writes over here that you're not supposed to be Mekadosh the Levana until after Yom Kippur. Um, and his reason is because in order to do Kiddush Levana, you have to be complete Simcha. And we're not at complete Simcha now. He writes the same thing by Tishabov. We're not at our full level of Simcha now. We're nervous, we're worried before Yom Kippur. Many Achreinim argue, and they say, what are you talking about? It's the best thing to do Kiddush Levana before uh, Yom Kippur. We need another mitzvah to go on our scale. There's a whole discussion in the Achreinim where you're allowed to make a wedding during Aserah uh, Zemei I always say it's not fair to the guests. Make your guests up out of the wedding, keep them until 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, and the next morning they have to get up at 5 o'clock for slichas. It's not considerate to your guests. But halach l'maisa, so Rebavadi has a tshuva, he goes the same argument. He says it's a mitzvah. The chassan gets another mitzvah. Why would you take away an opportunity before Yom Kippur? Most shuls are knowing like the Ramah, were not Mekadosh Levon until afterwards. If you looked at the weather report, it's not very promising for... Uh, for, um, well, no, well, Shabbos and Sunday is supposed to rain. Every night I walked home from Shul and I saw a beautiful Levana. Even Sun Gedalia night there was a beautiful Levana. And I was shocked because it rained the whole Sun Gedalia. Every night when I walked by, I see this beautiful Levana. I'm like, okay, the minig is like the Ramah. But not everyone held like that Ramah. Many people, the Archashulchan and earlier the Vilna Goin, and many, many people felt that we should be Mekadosh Levana earlier because, again, to take another mitzvah on our chart is even better. So that's just an interesting machloikis. And for some reason, the, the more accepted approach has become not to say Kiddush Levana until earlier. Um, Ervim Kippur, we'll fast forward a little bit to Ervim Kippur. It's a very unique day. It needs much more hesbi than we're going to give to it. But Ervim Kippur is mo- almost the opposite of what you would expect Ervim Kippur to look like. You would think Ervim Kippur would be the longest slichas, the most intense slichas. For us, it's the shortest slichas. Right? Not everyone, other different hagim, but we have the shortest slichas of the season as an Ervim Kippur. And we have numerous omissions in the davening. So just kedai to be aware of them. We don't say tachanim. We don't say mizmulsayim. We don't say avinu malkeinu. We don't say I'm not saying quite a few omissions which are surprising. Avinu malkeinu. It's a pretty important time to say avinu malkeinu. Not for now. Maybe one day we'll have a chance to be masber why it is like that. But at the end of the day, just be aware of the the, the numerous changes that exist to the ervim kipper shachris davening that are perhaps not typical of what you expect on a regular ervim kipper. Uh, we try every year, we talk about the same stuff, so I try to talk about new stuff. We talked in the past always about paspalter and things like that. So someone asked me an interesting Shiloh this week. What about raw cookie dough? If you like raw cookie dough, if you like it in your ice cream, can you eat raw cookie dough that is not pas Yisrael? So the answer is it's poshet. It's not pas. It's raw. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bread yet. It's raw. You're going to cook it in the oven, it's raw. Right, if I buy raw dough from the guy, it's not cooked yet. It's not a problem of pasis raw. Pasis raw is a pshat. When the guy bakes the bread, he bakes the cookie, that would be a problem. But as long as it's in status of raw, it shouldn't be a problem. People are not so aware of it. I was somewhere, pretzels are a bit of an issue with pasis raw. We're machmed that pretzels also have to be pasis raw. And all the major companies are not going to be pasis raw. Uh, hers and the like, they're not going to be pasis raw. Like crackers, cakes, cookies. Obviously, people think pasis raw is only the bread. It's not only the bread, it's all those in the bread-like family. How much does the Jew have to do? It shouldn't be possible. That's a different machoikis. That's a machoikis Ashkenazim and Svaradim. It gets a little bit more complicated. But if you're going shopping here, we're very spoiled here. You go into the grocery store, almost everything you can get in the Pasi Yisrael version. Uh, almost everything. And if you can't, so for one week you push yourself. There is a shaila whether or not you have to be Makbun Achol Yisrael this week. I happen to think Menasor, you don't have to. Because there's a fundamental difference between Pasi Yisrael and Achol If you accept Rav Moshe's Hetra of Achol 
And the pshat is, the milk that we drink is really Chal Yisrael. Right? People always ask me, are you makbun a Chal Yisrael? Of course I'm makbun a Chal Yisrael. It's a Mishnah in Avodah Zar. Everyone has to be makbun a Chal Yisrael. I happen to hold that our milk has a status of Chal Yisrael milk. Fine. That was Ramayish's Chiddush. But that's not a kula. That's, a, that's the way Ramayish understood the milk that we have today. Not eating Pas Yisrael is Medina de Gemara Asr. Pas, pas Ako Medina de Gemara was Asr. What happened? It was a takana that was too difficult to keep because Jews lived in, in Shtetloch that didn't have Jewish bakeries. So they had to eat Pas Palter. So for one week we say, you know what? For one week push yourself. But the pshat is by eating Chal Stam milk is not because you're saying Chal Yisrael was too hard to so make No, it's because Moshe held this is Chal Yisrael. Pas Palter is not mutter because it becomes Pas Yisrael. It's because we couldn't keep it was too difficult to keep the chumrah of pas palter. So I always thought there's a difference between those two. But again, I've seen a lot of smart and more contemporary that they all say, yeah, pile up all the chumras. This is the week of chumras. Every chumrah under the sun, pull out of the sun, pull out on the, and be machmeran. Okay, I'm not going to tell someone not to be machmeran chal Yisrael this week. But I hear in minas svara a very big difference between being machmeran on pas palter and being machmeran on chal Yisrael. Just the lotion of the shulchan is interesting. Someone asked me, do I really have to keep pas Yisrael during... During our Shazbet Shuvah. I'll tell you what it says in Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says, Sarich Lihizar. You have to be careful. Does that mean that if you do, you're, you're not, you're in a variant? I don't know. I'm just telling you what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Sarich Lihizar. We discussed the previous years. We're not going to go through it again. Let's say you, let's say you work, you work in the grocery store. You, you own Wassamans and you're watching the checkout and you see that they're buying all past palter stuff. They're buying Entimans and Stella Doros and uh, Oreo cookies. Are you supposed to stop them? And say, I'm sorry, it's, uh, it's Sarich Lihizar. You're not allowed to buy this. Now, I'm not saying it's good for business if you do that, but that is a discussion in the place whether or not you're obligated to do that. But again, Lamaisa, we should try our best. And the truth is, people don't know this. On Shabbos, we should really be makbun on Pas Yisrael. Every Shabbos. Every Shabbos and every Yom Tif, and maybe even Cholomite. Every Shabbos, you should try not to have Stolador cookies or any other versions of Pas You should try to have Pas Yisrael on Shabbos also. That's why the minute became that the mothers used to bake Chal. Why did the Jewish women bake Chal on Friday? Because that's where they knew it was Pas Yisrael. If you buy bread from the bakery, it's going to be pas palter. So this idea of pas Yisrael is not just for Hashem it's also on every Shabbos and every Yom Tif as well.